You want some more of this bitch? Welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, where everyday blokes act like kings. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular, everyday, normal motherfucker. I don't have a girlfriend. My- How are you today? Uh, we've got a special guest. We've got um, Taylor McCutcheon. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for coming and having a chat for us. Um, no, thanks for having me on. We know the season's kind of wrapping up now, but you've um, got a few things in the works that we wanted to talk about, so that's why we got you in. Yeah, 100%. There's definitely some cool things happening. Yeah, so let us know. About what's Just about everything. everything. Like, what's your plans for the next few months? And I know there's some things that um, are still in the works, but, um, yeah, what's your plans for the next few months till the end of the year? Yeah, so in exactly a week, I fly over to New Zealand. I race the MX Fest and the Women's Nationals, which will be exciting because it's my first time racing overseas. Yeah. So finally that gets to happen, especially after a horrible year. Hopefully I can make something happen over there. Um, other than that, I think when I get back, I'll have a few weeks off and then just get straight back into serious training considering I missed out from half the year. So I think I'll really make it work for next year. Yeah, well, we were talking about that before we started this podcast about how if you have an injury or something in the women's side of things, there's not many rounds to make it up and you don't get a chance to kind of show your uh, true colours for the year. So, yeah, it'll be good to see how you go with a healthy, full off-season. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely unfortunate this year, like especially breaking my ribs in the first round. Like even if I did go um, all wins from there, I still wouldn't have made the championships because of, you know, my points in that round because I was in so much pain. And then after missing round two, like the only best I could get was a seventh. There was nothing more I could really work my way up from, which was unfortunate. Yeah. So how would you say that you went this year? Like, I know you were injured um, for kind of half the year, but how would you say you went? Were you happy with how you went? Um, I was happy. Like, there was points where I obviously wasn't happy with my performance, but then the more we, like, kept going on and I was, like, getting a few weeks without injuries, I was feeling the best I've ever felt. And then it was just, like, another thing would knock me down and it was like, oh, like, do I really have to go again? And then... It wasn't until I broke my wrist two weeks before um, the Gilman Nationals, I was like, okay, well, I need to stay healthy now for Coolum because Coolum's the last round. If I don't put a performance in then, what have I done this year? Yeah. So then we come out for Coolum and then Moto1 started off good. I led the first few laps, which was like showed my potential and everybody was kind of shocked from it. And then after that, that was was really it. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's all you wanted to show, obviously. As you said, you couldn't um, potentially win the series or anything, so it was just a... Uh, remainder of the year to show what you got and we were looking at the lap times and your and Charlie Kennan's lap times were pretty much identical and would have put both of you girls within the top 10 of the um, MX3. Yeah exactly I mean like mine and Charlie's whole like junior career it's always just been her and I as well like 2018 Aussies I think it was yeah yeah 2018 like it's only been her and I to win an Aussie titles from. Uh, how old are you are you the same age as Oh, uh, I think there's a year between us. Yeah. yeah. Are you, you older? I'm older yeah yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like it's always just been her and I. So whenever we rock up to a race, we know it's okay. It's Charlie's here. Yeah, I'm there. So there's obviously you know sometimes there's changes happening. Sometimes there's not. She can be a lot better than me on a day, or sometimes yeah. I can be better than her. But it all depends. But she's really good to race against. I'm glad I have someone. Yeah, well, it's good. It, it makes the both years better. You know what I mean? Like oh, 100%. both years, especially growing up together, racing in the junior side of things, and now that you've hit the pro scene, and you're both you know starting to come into your um, true form and showing everyone what, uh, like, especially what chicks can do on motorbikes because you're yeah. ridiculously fast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, like, it's it's crazy how far her and I have come. Like, we, we look back on 
because her and I are really good friends. So we look back on when we were juniors racing 85s together to now, like, and especially because of COVID, I didn't get a really, I didn't get a senior nationals without her. So yeah. once she turned 16, I knew she was going to be there. So I knew I had to put in a lot more effort having her there. Yeah, so you couldn't so get an easy I, nah, one. <laughs> I, I definitely wasn't going to have it easy. Like I, I had a, I had a pretty strong feeling that in 2021, I think it was, I thought I'd going to take out the championship. Yeah. But because every girl I raced that was competing in that, I'd win every time. But then once COVID hit, I was like, all right, well, I've got Charlie next year. So it's definitely not going to be easy. But when she came on, it was so much better. Yeah, so you were just saying that you and Charlie are good, good friends. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good thing because it's yeah. pretty, pretty hard for people to stay friends. Whether you're a boy or a girl, it's pretty hard yeah, to 100%. grow up together. And then once you hit pros um stay stay good friends yeah exactly especially like for her and I because it because it's only just us a lot of people would think like do you have like that rivalry and we do like don't get me wrong you know but like when we get off the track there's nothing more than just friends like it's really good but then when helmets are on I guess it's a completely different story yeah but other than that like I'm glad that I can call her a good friend and race her you and Charlie are obviously leagues above obviously but leagues above a lot of the other girls in the racing yeah do you wish that you guys be a girls championship within like an MX3 class so you can actually start racing the boys? Because as good as a chicks class only class is, like we said, you guys were easily top five of the MX3 class. Yeah. So do you wish that you could go, hey, we're going to have a girls championship, but we also going to race in the MX3 class within that championship? Yeah, like um, I think it was, yeah, this year again. Oh, actually, sorry, last year when... We only had the three rounds. Um, I jumped into the MX3 classes because there was no women's classes that had started just yet. Yeah. So I jumped in and raced the MX3 and it was good. Like, don't get me wrong, I was not prepared for the boys because like, that, that was different. But then like even this year now, like I, I definitely reckon that because when we race the girls, we can't – like we can race both classes on the day, but it's a lot to take in. Yeah, like yeah. it's it, – you know, it's not worth it. Whereas say if, you know, we were to have like a girls – kind of completely different but still be able to race both the mx3 and our women's like we'd probably put in a good position for the championship if we were to stay consistent just like the boys would yeah well, i've seen um that some of the state um championships have yeah. the women and the mx2 combined yeah yeah sometimes they and, do and then you obviously just have the women scored separately with within that race but so you are racing the guys yeah well like every like every event i go to doesn't matter what it is unless it's a nationals yeah. i will always race the boys classes like yeah. it's uh, like me and charlie both do we no matter what will be in the mx2 and the women's yeah. like a hundred percent like even even for the australian titles when we were juniors like it was it was only like her and I would race both the women's classes in the 85 and the 125 and then you'd see us in one of the boys' classes every year. Yeah. But to only have a three-round, like, women's championship is pretty pathetic, really. Like, it's yeah. – I understand there's a lot of travel involved and obviously there's not as much support for the girls riding. But you got rounds like QMP and a weekend after you got Coolum. So why not have two rounds yeah. in Queensland, you know? You, everyone's yeah. going to be up here anyway. Yeah, so well, you girls would have been pissed that there wasn't a – Round at QMP as well as Coolum because you're both Queensland locals. Like yeah, you and exactly. Charlie. It was definitely. I think three rounds for us is definitely not enough. Not nah. for what we can perform. Like like for me, you know, I had that shocker at round one and then missed round two and it was done. Like I couldn't even get close. And like same for Charlie. Like is all it could have happened to her was the DNF and her championship was done too. Yeah. So yeah. like we don't we don't get enough for what we can actually produce. That's what I mean. It's a bit of a shame for both the riders and the sponsors because. If you get hurt, you can't showcase your skills and then the sponsors can't 
showcase yeah, exactly. their stuff as well. So. Like once I got injured, like not only did I let myself down, but I felt like I let Honda down as much. Like they were super supportive of everything and they just wanted the best for me. But I was super upset like going into the year knowing that I've just blown my chances to represent Honda as my first year with them. Yeah. And you can't like even race go, all right, I'm feeling fit and healthy now. I'll maybe race QMP because I want to get some race fitness because you can't because if you get hurt again, there's it's, it's, yeah. there's no point doing it because it's not even a points paying round. So you, you literally had to wait till Coolum to get race yeah. fit again. A hundred percent. Like I had to, so I raced, I think it was the Gilman SA titles and then two weeks before the Gilman Nationals, I broke my wrist. And then I don't think I raced from then until Coolum. So I didn't race for about four, I think four months, I'd say. Yeah. And like my race fitness was not there at all. Like I trained off the bike. I done all I had to do, but it's completely different. Like race, race fitness to off bike fitness is so different. Oh, a hundred percent. Everyone knows that. Just the intensity is so different. And, you know, you come on race day and you lose your breath or you hold your breath. Yeah, and, and like it's like the nerves get to you as well. So you like tighten up, like everything yeah. just hits you. So for me not to have a race in between, you know, a broken wrist and then, then it was just, it was kind of, it was hard to come back to. But then as well as like one thaggy, like I got a fourth. So I knew like I was going to do better. Yeah. So I, like I felt like I had pressure on me, which I didn't. Yeah. So like it was kind of hard to accept it and move on. Yeah. But once I once I got that first race out of the way, I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, it is what it is. Like I've showed where I needed to be. Now just stay healthy so I can have an off season prop like properly. Yeah, well, I'm happy you got to you know showcase your talents at Coolum and have like I'm sure you would have wanted to win, but it's still a really good result going two two. Yeah, and and showing that your lap times are just exactly the same pretty much as Charlie's. Yeah, exactly. So. Like I I definitely like I wasn't going in to win yeah. as, as much as everybody says you go in to win. But for the year I had, that wasn't my expectation. My yeah. expectation was basically just to see where I'm at. If I'm, you know, five seconds off it, then I'm five seconds yeah. off it. That's what to, what we have to work on. But then once we went out for qualifying and there was nothing between us, I was like, okay, well, there's a chance here. Yeah. And then when we went out for that race one and I was leading, I was like, okay, well, I've shown what I've needed to show. Now just take it back. You just do what you need to do. Yeah. So I just – and, like, obviously because I was so unfit, I didn't want to make mistakes and blow myself out the door and then, yeah. you know, DNF that round too. Yeah, well, you didn't want to end the year with another injury. That would have been the last thing yeah, you Yeah, exactly. Wanted. I just wanted to stay healthy, which I did. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Was there, a, like, a round that you wish the chicks were racing at? Like, would you like, oh, I wish we were racing that, that round or – Yeah, like, what's uh, one of the tracks on the Aussie kind of circuit that you wish you were racing? Probably Mackay. Yeah, I was going to say Mackay. I it went, looked really good. Yeah, I went and watched Mackay. I went up there to watch it um, to obviously support the team and stuff. And I went there and I was like, this is insane. Like, this is so sick. And I saw Charlie went to race it. But then she had a bit of a mishap in the qualifying. And I was like, like, if we had a girls event here, it would be so good. Because, you know, like seeing girls hit jumps like that yeah. is also insane. Because like we in Australia, we don't have many big jumps. Nah, like we, I know. You never get them. Well, you talk to every pretty much every racer in the field and they all say that same yeah, thing that like that's their favorite track like a lot of the younger guys have never raced there um especially if they're not from queensland but you talk to all the older guys who when that track used to be on the circuit nearly every year that's everyone's favorite track yeah like everyone loves it like there was so many people that said that was by far my favorite track and i don't really think i can think of any other ones that i'd yeah really cool, cool i mean we got coolum which was good yeah i like coolum um well that's not gonna be around next year so i know <laughs> that's upsetting so hopefully i hope they put another sand round in for the girls i, I feel reckon like they should put um rocky in there that's a, oh, that's I a love really rocky. Rocky's it's a good sick. track <laughs> and it's a good 
spectator point of view to see the whole track and everything like that yeah rocky's sick like in tw- i think it was 2020 when the um junior aussies were going to be there i was still junior so like me and mum would just do the eight hour trip like as much as we could just getting as many laps as we can on that track like i was feeling so fast and then it got called off and i was like well there goes that so yeah. we just done all that <laughs> traveling all the money all the time just for me not to race it so hopefully like you know all that time and effort goes into something so hopefully we have a nationals there for the girls yeah, be la- good. i've seen they just had the junior aussies there yeah yeah in the last month or so so yeah it's good it that they're getting they got that back yeah that's a sick track and awesome people that own it too like yeah, yeah everyone that goes they, there what's they run it well open they have their the king of capricorn yeah, king king of capricorn, capricorn, yeah that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. a sick event i raced that both years yeah that was awesome yeah everyone loves that who does yeah. that yeah that is sick but you, you look at like not bagging out on our tracks, but you look at something like Harvey Bay. Harvey Bay is a fairly small track for to have. It's it not as wide enough. Yeah, it's really tight. Like yeah. you see, like going back to Mackay. You go back to Mackay, and Ben Townley even commented and said, "I don't understand why this track isn't on the Pro MX every year because yeah. it's 100%. the most national track you can get pretty much out there." Like. Yeah, it's, it's the closest thing to kind of American tracks, and it's yeah. you know wide open. It's how you're supposed to run. Yeah, really like you know, like well, I think. Um, I think Harvey Bay was in the make of like a nationals or something. I remember getting told, and I was like, "No way! Like, yeah. we are not having a nationals there. We struggle in a club day passing. Yeah. Let alone, you know, having a nationals there. You've got forty of the fastest riders in Australia. Why put them on the smallest track you can? Yeah, um, they, they used to have they used to have around there every couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it's a sick track. I love Harvey Bay. Like, yeah, just not awesome. to race on. Just yeah. probably not to race <laughs> nationals on that yeah. for sure. But that was like QMP. You, I didn't get a chance to go out to QMP, but you went out to QMP and you said it was. One bad for the spectators, and two it looked yeah. horrible to pass on. Yeah, well, I rode th- I rode there two weeks after the nationals. Yeah, I, I rode there the other day, and um, same thing. Like I can ride pretty good, and I was struggling to get past like eighty five, just because yeah. it's it is it's so one line, and you can't see over some of the jumps. No, it's and you don't lean on anyone. Yeah, like I went um I went there training. I think it was about two weeks ago. I think it was. Because, like, I'm still in my normal ske- like normal training schedule considering yeah. you know, I missed out half the year. So when we're trying to find tracks, I was like, okay, well, we'll break Wednesday and then we'll go QMP Thursday or something. Yeah. Went out to QMP for the first time in ages and I went on to that MX Nationals track. The first thing I come in and said, I was just like, that is going – like, that would be so hard to pass. Yeah. Like, it was just – it was super tight and, like – like, you can make him work, but I feel like you'd have to work so much harder for yeah, it. Yeah, well, you could see when you're watching the – however the – Races started is pretty much how, how it ended. It like maybe yeah. one or two passes here and there. Someone makes a mistake or crashes. Yeah, exactly. But no one, there was no one coming from like sixth or fifth to first. Nah. And it was super it. hard to watch. I went out there and watched it because like, yeah, I just like watching the big boys, just yeah. see how they do and stuff. I went out there and watched and like, I wanted to watch them and I, I just couldn't like, I was walking up and down the hills trying to find a good spot, but you'd stand <laughs> somewhere and you'd miss the whole other. I know. So you go, section. you go somewhere else to think that's yeah. a better view, and then it's, it's you, you walk horrible. all the way there, and it's like still. I think shit. I start like I think I stood like along the start straight the whole day. Yeah. I, I don't think I moved. Yeah, the crazy so the crazy thing is for people that live in Queensland or been to QMP, as you go past the side office going down to MX One, they built a track for the ATVs and. Um, the Polaris is there on the left-hand side. I thought that was going to be the national track. Yeah. That is wide enough to be a nationals track. It and you can sick. run grandstands literally on the, where the bike track is. Yeah, it's in like a hole there. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's sick too. We went. I went there um, once again. I went to go there on Saturday, I think it was, when it was like raining heaps. And I went and had a look there. And as we pulled up, it was like really wet. And then 
there was the um, buggies on at that big track. And I was like, you look at it now. Like, why could they have not had this on a national track? Yeah. They can easily do it on a national track. Like, it's not I thought hard it was to going put, to be. Yeah, but just, how hard is it to put a start straight and gates on there? Like, it's not that hard. And Yeah, they didn't change the – well, that track used to be the natural terrain track where the um, – Nationals were, and yeah. they yeah, just yeah. they just pretty much took out joined it, yeah, yeah. half of MX two, or not yeah. even like they took out like three turns of MX two yeah. and just added it to that track. Yeah, don't it, yeah, they definitely should have made it that big track because I rode there. I think it was like a year ago. I rode there when I was on the Yammy, yeah, and like I said, Dad, I was like, if this is actually going to be a national track. It's going to be sick. Like, yeah. there was so many different things on a track that you don't usually see. Yeah. And then when they said, oh, no, we're, like, joining the natural train, the MX2, I was like, what? Like, why? I oh, know, yeah. Like they have a perfectly good national track they could have run it on, but they it, didn't. It would have been sick if they made the whole natural train and the whole of MX2. Like, I understand it's going to be a long lap time, but there's a lot of passing opportunities yeah, you, on that track, though. there's more opportunities to pass, yeah. So I don't understand why they didn't, like, I guess there's obviously rules and regulations that we don't know about yeah. when it comes to oh, 100%. building tracks for... I guess it's a lot... It's, it's easy to say from a sideline, but... Yeah. Yeah, they, like... Everybody puts in a lot of work for the tracks, but I think there's some like silly decisions that could definitely have been changed. Yeah, for they, year, they're just for easier sure. for whoever's in control to just make them decisions rather than change a whole track up. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, uh, like I thought Toowoomba was meant to be that round. Yeah, yeah Toowoomba actually would be a good Toowoomba pro national round. Sick. Yeah, it's always good and same thing. It's a heaps good track to watch. Yeah, and there's th- you can see the whole. You can thing. see everything from up that top, but like. Not only that, there's more, you know, there's more places to stay around there. Yeah, like well, it's close to a town. It's pretty much yeah. in Yeah, it's, it's in the town, whereas, like, QMP, you're driving, like, 45 minutes just to get from a hotel. Anything. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it, was def- like, it was so hard for some of the people that come down from Melbourne. Like, I was speaking to a few. I was like, do you have, like, accommodation? They're like, yeah, it's about 45 minutes from the track. I was yeah, like, well, staying in Boona. Yeah, yeah, yeah Boona or Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, yeah, but Boona yeah. only has, like, you know, one, mo- like, two motels or something. <laughs> and then, like, half of them were staying in Ipswich. Yeah. Like it's yeah oh. yeah, but no. Um, I think the issue with um Toowoomba is the the, the parking. Like there's yeah. not there won't be much parking for and spectators. The semi, I feel yeah. like the semis would struggle. Yeah, especially if it's wet. Yeah, yeah. getting in and out. I, of think, that. I think it was 2011. We did a sunny state back then, and it had that much rain. And it was lucky that we just had like a, a ute that we could get out with. But everyone yeah. that had like the the big um, like box trail, no, the big box trailers and the Utes, they were struggling to get out we there. We always bro. see people struggling oh. every time we go to Toowoomba. I think there's always at least one to five people that struggle getting out. And I swear every that time. every every time there's a, a big event on there, for some reason it always rains. Yeah, Toowoomba's known for it though. Yeah, like if you go to Toowoomba, no, you pack a raincoat, no, you pack your like extra boots and helmet every time. So um, you kind of won your first titles on a Yammy. Um, yep. How did the Honda signing come about and how do you find the Honda compared to the Yamaha? Yeah, so um, I went down and raced uh, – actually, I, I thank mum for this one because we were heading down to go race Victoria, but this is when, like, COVID was all around and yep. I said to mum, I was like, no, nah, like, let's not worry about it. I don't want to go. It's too much effort, too much of a hassle just in case we can't get back in. And she's like, no, nah, Taylor, you're going down. This is an opportunity for you. So we went. I went down there and I raced the Yamaha down there and I spoke. To, and Yareev come up to me. We had like a big talk and stuff. And then um, it was like we're, it was presentation. And then like um, talking to him was in the making previously, but it was just going to be a little bit of help with bikes and stuff. It was never going to be the factory side of things. Yeah. And then we were all standing around for presentation. And when he announced my name on first, he was like, "And I just want to um, congratulate Taylor on a new Honda factory um, racing signing, etc. Yeah, right. and stuff." And then, like, it wasn't until then, then I remember just standing there when presentation, I looked at mum and I was like, was that factory? 
And she's like, yeah. And then <laughs> I spoke to Yareve after the presentation. He's like, I want to I want to bring you onto the factory team. Um, we had the Honda guys here and they want you on the factory team as well. And I was like, well, sweet. Like, yeah. couldn't think of anything better, really. And then um, I got a Honda. Oh, it was like straight after. I, was it? I think it was like a day later I had yeah. a Honda. And then I rode it at Wonthaggy the day after. And then, um, obviously, it, like, it took me a while to get used to it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because, you know, being on a Yami for three years, going to a Honda. Yeah, there and they're completely different. The, like, the frames, like, everything was so different. And so, obviously, it was hard at first. And then I struggled with suspension a little bit. But once we got that in, which was, like, like I struggled for a while with suspension. It wasn't until just before Coolum I had it dialed in. And then once we had that in, like, now I'm loving the bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a Yamaha boy, even though I'm yeah. really bad at riding. <laughs> I'll always go Yamaha. But you see Hondas everywhere at the moment. Like Hondas the 2022 Hondas are like sold out because we were trying to get Madge one the other day yeah. and we called yeah. a couple of our mates that we know that own dealerships and they said, no, we're out of stock. We've got, we got none left. Yeah, there's a lot of people are getting them. Like they're, they're good bikes. Like I actually... I don't think I have anything bad to say about them. No, nah, like, well, and I'm not just saying that because I'm like you know. Yeah, one they look, one they look, one they look sick, and two they're kind of killing it worldwide. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, you look at Lawrence Brothers. Yeah. You, know, you look at Roxon. Well, you look so at Team Australia people. was all Honda. All Honda. Yeah. HRC. So like yeah. yeah, like Mitch Evans. Like everybody. Yeah. Like yeah, you'd be surprised when you get on them. I thought at first I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it. I feel like it reminds me of a KDM, and I I did not really like my KDM 250. Yeah. Only because like I was a little bit shorter back then, so it was a bit harder. Yeah. But then I was like, I was super skeptical, like skeptical about it. I was like, oh, am I gonna like it? And then once I got on it, I said to my mum, I was like, with suspension and stuff, this bike's actually gonna be good. Yeah. yeah. So then yeah, it was really good. Like, I love it now. Yeah, that's sick. Well, it's good. Your Eve is always um pretty good with helping people out and getting yeah, people into the sport. Yeah, he helps so many sport, people out. So. It's good. Yeah. It's good to see that he gave you that ride. Yeah, I was I was happy about it. You said you're going over to New Zealand for their racing. Is there part of you that wish there was like um, like a female class that could do Supercross, or you be a part of the Supercross, or you're um, not interested in Supercross? That's actually funny because I think it was like just after Colin, we had an email from um, I can't remember who it was from asking if you know I'd be into doing a women's Supercross class. And don't get me wrong, it's something I would do. But you know, as as you know, biased as this is to say, but Girls are not very good jumpers. We all know it. <laughs> well, that's why <laughs> they probably haven't. We don't time things as good as guys do. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like if we were to, it not only, like it wouldn't be dangerous because, you know, we're obviously professional riders for a reason, but I think that we'd have a lot more silly moments that yeah. we wouldn't need. Well, that's probably why they haven't done it yeah, so 100%. far is because, one, getting the numbers because I'm sure a lot of the chicks would be scared of doing it or yeah. well, just taking, taking back by the opportunity and to if they do do it and then a lot of them get hurt it's a bad look yeah, yeah. exactly and like we struggle getting numbers for nationals yeah. let alone getting them for a supercross yeah yeah well you, got, you guys did we, like i said we were looking at the results um before the podcast there, there's 20 girls lined up on the gate that's that's impressive yeah but like before wanting nationals like i was having there was so many people like reposting it because for like, I think it was like three weeks before the event, we didn't have enough numbers to actually run it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and at that point, I was kind of happy because of like when I done my ankle, I was like, sweet, hopefully they cancel <laughs> it. I was like, come on, don't get enough numbers. So like, I was like the one sitting back like, no, don't repost that, don't yeah. repost that. And then we end up getting enough numbers and I was like, okay, well, that's kind of good because we needed it. Yeah. But come on. <laughs> well, I know there was only three rounds of the um, Chicks Nationals this year, but it's a, at least it's a good start and you are on the Primex live stream that they have but he's well he's on the tv at all no i don't think so no i'm, I'm not too sure because yeah 
Um, but well, but it's a good start. He's like they're getting there with it, and they're putting a fair bit of promotion into it. And then with you doing some races overseas, and Charlie going over overseas, to Europe, yeah. Um, you know, he's just starting to lift the sport like pretty good at the moment. A hundred percent. I th- I think it's definitely getting bigger by the year. Yeah. Like you know, we have a few good juniors coming up as well. Like we have young Maddie Simpson who just won the Aussies. You know, Darcy Wally who's with BCP. Yeah. Danielle McDonald. Like we do have a few young girls coming up, but. In saying that, though, like, we have them coming up as well as we have the older ones retiring. So yeah. it's kind of like a mix and match. Like, you know, they come in, others leave. But so. it's a good time for them to start promoting them because, as you said, yeah. these are all in that kind of prime time age. where 100%. Real young. You know, he's got another five, at least five to six years of top, top level racing. Yeah, like, or maybe more. Yeah, 100%. Like, me and Charlie were looking back on it. I think it was, like, just before Coolum and we were just saying, like, you know, Emma Melissevic, Maddie Brown and all that, like they're ten, they've got 10 years on us. And, yeah. you know, you look at me and Charlie as we are, like Coolum just went, you know, one and two. And then the girls behind us are 10 years on us. So, like, me and Charlie think of it as at the moment, at our age, we're like another level. Yeah, 100%. Because they were the, the girls that you were talking about, like the Emma Molesoviches and Maddie Browns, and even say the Megan Rutledges before them, yeah, like yeah. They, they were the top level then but then inspired all the yous yeah, and like then yous are doing ride. the same again you know <laughs> like what I mean all, all them girls are good riders like we we at least have fast girls that we race every time yeah but like you know you look back on Coolum and you're like okay well there's a minute 20 to third yeah and you know these girls have 10 years on us like what were they like at our age were they faster than us or like are we on the right track I think you, as I was just saying they inspired yous yeah, at a 100%. younger age to pursue it as a career kind of thing yeah well like when i was um i think yeah about two years ago when i was 16 like i remember saying to dad i want to race megan like i want to race megan she's so fast yeah and then when she come out at coolum i was like well i've raced her yeah i was like that was that was over fast when i was like i'm a lot older than you but when i was coming up there was like next to no chicks racing there was like maybe one and then Megan Rutledge came along and then she was pretty much the only she one. She promoted the sport very well, I reckon. Yeah. I feel like she brought a lot of people up to to put more effort in. Yeah. Like and I look at it now like even though like I'm not obviously too old yet, like I'm only eighteen, but yeah. like I coach little girls as much as I can and I look at it now and I'm like, I'm inspiring these little girls. Like think what Charlie's doing, you know. Yeah. Like there's like think what Megan's still doing, Emma's yeah. still doing. Like we're all inspiring little girls. So when we're at Emma's and Megan's age, so 10 years' time, we're going to have so many little girls up that we've obviously inspired. Which yeah, well, you is, just yeah, see it at the good. races now. There's hundreds yeah. of years. You have, like, so many little girls come up and, like, ask for the signature and yeah. stuff. And it's like, you know, one day you're going to be out there. And, yeah, it's cool It's cool to see. Yeah, like, between you and Charlie at the moment and then even people who don't race, someone like, say, a Taylor Reeve who was just yeah. inspiring massive, chicks to ride. You massive know I mean? promoter for riding. Yeah. Yeah, I done, um, I done like a big camp with her at a Gap Creek. They invited me out there to do some demos and stuff. And I was blown away with how many girls she had. Like, I did not think it'd be that big at all. Yeah. But it was huge. And she done the event so well. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's really good for promoting the girls. Like, she even does the ones overseas and stuff. And yeah, I've seen she that. Always she always gets got riders. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, she does it well. We were talking about it, uh, like, literally after we did the podcast and we said we don't think we've ever seen this many girls in our sport forever yeah. like no, it, it's, it's good though like yeah. don't good. get me wrong like when we when, when i was racing it would be girls and vets because there wasn't enough vets and there was enough girls to do their own class so they used yeah. to join them together yeah like don't get me wrong we still have that in queensland stuff when we do like you know just like a normal club event but yeah. they're not meant to be big anyway yeah. whereas like at a nationals like we have our own class now yeah yeah but I'm, I'm talking about there would have been like when i was raising maybe two three girls if that tops and yeah, wow. and it would only be 
it'd be like the vets' wives or something, or like it, yeah, they, like it wouldn't be young young girls coming up. It'd be like older girls. But I think it's sick now that you're seeing younger and younger girls pursuing it and keep keep on with it because it's so easy to for them to fall out the sport and then just fall through the cracks oh, and then and then it disappears again. So I think it's really good that it is. But the thing that I want to get from your perspective is there something that the sport could be doing differently to encourage more girls to come in? Um. I reckon the biggest one I'm going to point out for now is obviously what we've been speaking about a lot is adding more rounds in yep. to our nationals. I think that's I think that's massive for us. Um, another thing that I think would be so more benef- like much more beneficial is what they're doing the GPs have the women's nationals class from 15 up. Yeah, you know, like you, 16 and up. Like as you know, Maddie Simpson, like she's only 14. Yeah, and she's a girl that would be in our top six. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like she's a good little rider. Yeah. she could be in our top six group. You know, there's her, there's Darcy Wally, Danielle McDonald. Like, that's already three girls straight away that could be in the top group. Whereas if they made it 15 and up, like, we would have them in with us. Already, yeah. Because it's 16, we have to wait till they go senior. And it's good because then they could get a taste of... Uh, Like, what we like. Yeah, Yeah. of what you like, but then still race. Exactly. Like, what the MX3 is doing. Like, a lot of them... Yeah, Yeah, like Caden Minia, for example. Like, races the MX3, then goes down and races the Junior Aussies. Like, we need that for the... Yeah, give, it gives you a chance to just dip your toes in rather than just jumping in and then getting taken back by how yeah. fast or how big yeah, the, well, the For me, it's how, the how r- rough the tracks are. Like, we were at Coolum and I saw that track and I was like, there's not a chance you'll get me to do one lap of that track. Yeah, I'm like, not interested at all in doing that. Yeah, juniors to seniors is so different for me. Like, yeah. uh, it was a massive eye-opener for me. Like, And even though when I first went senior, like, I didn't really have anyone. But even just stepping up, even to the MX2 group, it was so different. Like, you know, the aggression in the boys, just the tracks, everything yeah. was different. Like your race intensity, longer motos. Yeah, longer motos. Yeah, like yeah. they definitely, I reckon they definitely need to let um, those younger girls run with us just to see what it's like. So they have, you know, that extra year or two to prepare for when it really counts, which is our age now. Yeah, and more rounds. And so if you yeah. live near where one of the rounds is going to be, if you don't want to do the whole series, at least you can just, just do, do, you know, really. like a little wild card around. Yeah, exactly. I reckon they, they definitely need to do more rounds and obviously I reckon make it 15 yeah. up. Yeah, sure. but, but surely they can think about it a bit better. Like they, they had QMP and Coolum. Yeah. Why not have... One thaggy and someone yeah, close like to have one them thaggy. Play yeah, like by so you can do them <laughs> yeah, in yeah, a row. Have two, have two rounds close here, and then um, in um, Vic, two close, um, two rounds close in New South Wales, and two rounds close in yeah. um, Queensland. Then, then there could be a six round class for the, the chicks, like because obviously it's expensive. Like yeah, 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 that's, 100%. The, that's the issue of why they don't have so many rounds for the chicks because there's not as much funding for them. Yeah, it's not as big of a class. So I do understand that, but surely the promoters could go. All right, let's actually think about where we now hold these rounds and these dates and have rounds closer together to have yeah. a bigger... Because you need to have bigger outcomes too, especially in the MX3 class too. Yeah, you 100%. Have, if you have them back-to-back, it's easier to go, all right, we'll take two weeks off yeah. and do two Both rounds. Two. Yeah. And then instead of doing a round here and then fly over there and around there. And exactly. Yeah, they definitely... Like Kate Peck and Yareve, I know that they're doing a lot to get to get us, like, you know, a bit more promotion, you know, yeah. get us small rounds and stuff. Like, there's a lot of people behind the scene making it better for next year, but hopefully that, you know, MA just says, you know what, that's obviously what we need to make this sport bigger for the girls and do that. And, like, I was just thinking about it then, like, in the MX3 class, we, ha- like, we have some 14-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, we, it's, it's 14 like 14 to 18. To 18. Yeah. And then I look at the women's, it's 16 plus, but, like, 
you know, ma- why don't we make it 14 up? Yeah. Like instead of 15. Like there's there's so many different things that the sport can do for girls, but I guess nobody has said it enough for them to really click onto it, saying that it will change. Yeah, well, one thing I'll give them is that they are only just starting back up from all yeah, the COVID 100%. kind of stuff. So, you know, you give sure. them a little bit of a pass this year, but hopefully it just continues to grow and grow. Yeah, hopefully year. year by year it gets better. Well, yeah. th- this year's definitely been the best for um, the pro nationals. One, you actually got coverage that y- you can oh, watch 100%. with yeah. Stan coming on board. So hopefully Stan's on it for next year. But it, uh, it was also free to air on SBS. But I don't understand. They've got everyone out there. Why not do what America does and just have a full four-hour session of the qualifying MX... Because you even miss out on MX1 race one on the stand coverage. You only get the yeah, MX1... Yeah, I think it's only one moto. Yeah, yeah one moto, like one, and yeah. then two motos yeah, or like MX2. Yeah, but then you like you look at Loretta Lynn's and stuff. Like, they have everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. everything. And even, like, for the MXGPs, like, oh, like the women's rounds, like, you just pay... F- you, you know, you pay so much and you get everything. Yeah. You get qualifying, you get... Free practice, race one, motor yeah. two. Like it's. So yeah. what's your um? What's your you know? What's your end goal? What's your career goal? Where would you like to end up in? Say whether it's next year or the year after. What's what's the pinnacle that you want to reach? Like, is it Europe? Is it America? Yeah. So um. Obvi- so before COVID hit, my goal was America. We had plans to go over and race Loretta Lynn's with yep. um my coach. Well, at the time, my coach Jade Oates was coming over, and then it. I think it was. I can't remember when it was, but and then so he was my coach. And then it kind of stopped, COVID hit, so we're like, okay, let's not worry about Loretta's, let's wait till we're senior, we'll go for the um, MXGPs. And then this year, I was like, we're not even going to bother, it was a write-off this year, so we weren't going to waste the money, go over just to blow myself again. So then this year, I think it was, oh yeah, this year, like I've just been talking to mum and dad, so the next step now is obviously New Zealand, it's not very far, but it's something overseas. Have and you been to New Zealand before? No. no. Oh, I went when I was like six months old. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so yeah, hopefully next year, um, the plans to go race a few rounds if they don't clash with the nationals. Yeah. Um, that's obviously in the picture. Nothing's set in stone yet, but hopefully that's where we can go. And then after that, if I, you know, put a good performance in and I know people over there and stuff, I can yeah. hopefully get a ride and start moving over there and doing all the rounds of the GPs. Like within the next two to three years, I want to be over there competing yep. in every round have you had any kind of contact with anyone over um, there so far? yeah I, i've got a few there's you know it's obviously very hard when you don't put a name in for yourself yeah but with like my plans for next year um like you know people are helping me in terms of that so yep. w- that'll be good so there's obviously people behind me that are willing to help it's just now you know getting over there putting a name in for myself and putting in a good result yeah and like without talking um numbers is it getting yep. to a stage for women to finally start making a living from riding motos, whether it's from getting paid from, say, the teams or just your personal sponsors? Yep. Um, if I'm being honest, I had an offer for next year that was through the roof. Like, yep. it was it was insane. I didn't think it was even possible for a woman. Yeah. But it was. And, you know, there's, there's other teams that are providing that for people. Like, you know... Yamaha's really good for it. Honda's really good for it. Um, there's so many, like, Cowie's good for it. There's a lot of people that are actually willing to put in money for the girls now, the bigger we are. Yeah. So, you know, the name we have for ourselves is so important, you know, not only on the track but off the track. So I think that the more we do it, the more income we'll get. Yeah, well, there's massive money in any kind of sport when yeah. the women are, like, thriving, whether it's, like, NASCAR or Formula 1 or anything like that. When there's a big-name woman in it, they like 
it's just skyrocket. They're, oh, 100%. Their star's the brightest star out of everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, you know, like Yamaha having Charlie on for the first time, like, yeah. that, that went through the roof, yeah. you know. And obviously Honda already had Emma, but when I went on there, that was that was big as well. There's so many different things, and there's obviously going to be big things for next year. Yeah. Um. You know, people are, people are getting on different teams and stuff, so the more it happens... You know, the more people look into the women's and they're like, yeah. okay, well, that they've just signed that person. So maybe we need to look out for another woman and pick yeah. up her. And women are probably more likely to sign outside deals than like the guys are because yeah. you're more attractive to sponsors to yep. help 100%. out rather than guys. Because one, you're like the promoting better side. looking, two, you're <laughs> better at freaking, yeah, social PR, media yeah. and yeah. PR. <laughs> like heaps better, you talk heaps better, you're heaps smarter. But we're, yeah. we're talking about this with Taylor. Girls in our industry is an untapped market at the moment because there's not many of you guys in here. So yeah. once once you, because you guys are extremely fast, once you guys are in here, you're bringing outside sponsors into the sport too. Like you look at Taylor, she's got Happy Way and all these, these yeah, makeup 100%. brands. Yeah, 100%. So that's just going to inject more money into our sport. So that the teams are smart by going, oh, well, we need to keep these girls around because they're yep, going exactly. And you think, of, like you were saying, all the little girls looking up to you, that's an untapped market. These little girls are going to go to the dad now, oh, I want a CRF 110. Like yeah, before, they 100%. wouldn't have even been thinking about that. But now there's going to be more bike sales because you're tapping into that market. So it's yeah. only common sense that it's you guys are getting more and more money for it. Though. Yeah, exactly. Like when I was um when I was with Bolt Everywhere for my gear and stuff, like I think I got about four girls onto them just by yeah. wearing it around, them seeing who I am. Yeah, well, girls are influenced way more by someone like you yeah. than a guy like is influenced by another guy. Everybody says, like, who's your biggest idol and stuff. And, like, you know, usually I'd come out and say Ken Roxon, but mine's honestly Courtney Duncan. Yeah. Like, I like as much as, like, you know, or, like, Jeffrey Hurling. So, like, yeah. Jeffrey Hurling's, you know, Jet Lawrence, Ken Roxon and Courtney Duncan are my idols. But if there was anyone yeah. that I would, like, like, look up, it'd be Courtney because it's another girl. She's fast. She's got such a big name. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I definitely look up to girls. Yeah, well, I remember going to the, um, was it the World Minis in New Zealand years ago when Jay Wilson won his world title on an oh, 80, yeah, yeah. 85? Yeah. She smoked all the lads. She, yeah. I think she got, like, fifth or something yeah. or third even. Yeah, I remember Dad tells me this story all the time. Yeah, <laughs> in the World Minis against everyone, like, all the Americans, Yeah, like, Australians, apparently, everyone. like, in the Australian title or something, she came out and won the boys' class. Yeah, like, yeah she, <laughs> she was hectic back in the day. Yeah. Well, she, she still she's is, insane. But yeah. Yeah, but, like, we look at that now, like, you know, you, you look at her and, like, I look up to her majorly, but then, you know, mine and Charlie's times were so close at Coolum and then Charlie goes over there and puts in the same lap time yeah. as Courtney at Turkey in the yeah. in that second race. So we look at it and, like, it was so good for her to go over, not only for herself but for me. Cause yeah, I was exactly, like, yeah, because you're on the same level, is, yeah. You know, if I put in a race how she did, well, obviously there's potential for me there to put it on the box without a crash or something. Yeah, well, it's same. It helps the sponsors or other teams recognise that yeah. if Charlie's doing this time, there's... Say so you here in Australia as well at, on the same speed as her, like we yeah, could exactly. pick another one from Australia. You know what I mean? Because without being like mean, there's not a massive group of super super fast chicks. So no, when when you do find them, teams l- love to snap them up. Oh, hundred percent. That's why, like, when Yuriv like saw me, he like put me on that factory thing straight, straight away. away. Yeah, like there, there was no time wasted. Because if he didn't do it, someone else would have. Yeah, yeah. Well, that same that same day, I had another team like offer me. As yeah. well, that same day, and I was like, well, I've never got this before. And yeah. it was just two teams just come straight to me, and I was like, wow. Well, like, imagine if you stayed on Yamaha and you had you and Charlie on yeah. Yamaha. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yamaha would have been unstoppable. But yeah, 100%. That was like we were talking at Area 51 when I first saw oh. you <laughs> King of Capricorn, and I didn't realise 
who you were and because you were racing in the, the um, boys' class and someone come up on the inside of you and, like, ran you high on the berm and then you come back and pretty much ran him high on the berm. I'm like, oh, look at this little kid go. He's <laughs> killing it. And then the guy I was with is like, no, that's a chick. I'm like, no, it's not. And he's like, yeah, it's a chick. So you, the way you guys ride, like, as mean as it sounds, there's obviously different styles, but you guys have got that ability where you don't look like a chick when you're riding. Yeah, and that's, like... And it's getting more and more common where you guys, like when you said you don't have the timing for Supercross, but you, there's such a big difference. Guys have been doing yeah. this for a long, long time where yeah. you guys haven't 100%. been doing it. So you guys are slowly catching up and it's, it's more and more exciting to watch now because you guys are actually racing each other and killing it. It's like the, the chicks NRL. Yeah. That, that's yeah, getting yeah. more and more exciting to watch because they're, they're, they're killing it because they're getting exactly. there's more money in the sport more people want to do it so it's making the whole sport a lot better yeah like going back on like that king of capricorn like i reckon the biggest compliment i get that like anybody says to me is you ride like a boy yeah like as, as biased as that is that's like my favorite compliment because yeah. like you know there, there's a girl's riding and there's a boy's riding and being a girl riding like a boy makes it feel so much better. Like yeah. we were, um, I was just racing like a Gold Coast Cup on the weekend, like just for a bit of racing gate drop before I head to New Zealand. And I was there and I was just racing like a few of my mates. And, you know, because we were so close, like I was like pushing them over berms, like we were just <laughs> T-boning each other the whole time. And like, I don't play it easy. They don't play it easy. Yeah. So it makes it so much better. And then like when I pulled off for the race, when I put, and I took my helmet off as we were like going through the pits, like there was everybody there just giving me the thumbs up because like you don't see girls running into the boys that hard that yeah. often. No, yeah. well, it's like, intimidating. I think, I think the only two girls that you see it often is obviously me and Charlie. Yeah. Other than that, no one, you don't see a girl aim to put a guy over berm for, for the lead yeah, you don't see it they're heaps more standoff yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know they see it back and you're like okay pass me whereas like, I'm like nah yeah. <laughs> don't pass me you um, pass me you're going over the yeah, dam yeah, yeah. It, it was funny so you said you're still kind of in your normal training program at the moment and riding yeah. program who's who do you ride with or do you ride by yourself like yeah, so um, this year I was living down in Melbourne yep. and I was training with Ross Beaton. Obviously, yep. I'm going to head back down there in January um, when the season starts. But now that we're in off-season, I'm back with the family and stuff. So usually mum will come out to the track with me, get on the timer or something. Or, you know, I just use my watch and then go back to it and see my times and stuff. So, like, I don't usually ride on my own. Mum doesn't really let me yeah. because, you know, anything can happen. So I either have mum with me or I have my brother's girlfriend comes out with me because, yeah. you know, she's, she's at my house all the time. So she comes out, watches me, helps me. So there's always somebody that'll be there with me. But, like, if there's not, then I'll just take it back a notch just yeah. in case. Yeah. But, yeah, no matter where I am, there's always going to be someone there. Yeah. But, I mean, not just that. Like, do you have, a, like, a, say, a training partner that you like to ride with or uh, anything like that? Not really? No, nah, not really. There's uh, – no, nah, I don't – think i really have anyone up here i kind of yeah. just prefer to stick to myself so i can go do my own thing yeah. go home yeah rather than a, go lot in of, there, a lot of people i know yeah, a lot muck around well. yeah you know, talk you know yeah like they like to ride with their uh friends rather than another pro yeah a heap of people Whereas like, like i like right i would put like i would prefer riding with my brother more than anyone yeah i don't think there's anybody else i would rather ride with because like me and my brother there's we're close. There's close in speed. Yeah. He pushes me, and obviously we hate it when one one another's oh, faster. Oh, hundred percent. You put in that more effort every time. It's like nah. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I don't think there's anybody I would I really train with up here. I'm yeah. I kind of just stick to myself. Yeah. No, that's all right. Um, we'll get off your racing career for a sec. Um, there was an event last weekend or the weekend before. Last weekend. Up at um. Oh, which one? 
Area 51. Oh, Area 51. Is that the first time you've been to that? Yeah, that is the first time I have ever been to that. I've always wanted to go, but it's always been like at that wrong time. Yeah. So I've never been able to. And then this one was on. I was like, look, I'm going. I was yeah. like, I have to go. I have to see down. And I spoke to Jake and I was like, how much is this? And he's like, look, I've got a girls 110 class. Do you want to come do it? I was like, you know what? You'll see me there. Yeah. And I was going to bring the big bike, but because we were two weeks out from New Zealand, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I yeah. was like, I'm not even, because like, I know I'll hit the jumps. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not that, sh- oh, like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm not that stupid to be dangerous on the jump. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Me riding, I'm gonna hit them. Yeah, and so just being there around everyone, you probably would have yeah, got a little like, bit no too excited. Yeah, like no matter what, like when I went there as well, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of glad I didn't bring my big bike because yeah. I would have hit every <laughs> jump here, and you know anything could have happened two weeks out from yeah. going overseas. So and it gets pretty wild there, as you know. Yeah, and like even on the 110, like those jumps, I didn't jump anything just in case. Like yeah. as much as I would have hit them, yeah. I didn't because I was like, yeah, you know didn't what? Get just no, nah, don't don't be stupid now. You're too close to going. Yeah, Yo, well you won. We one of the one ten races <laughs> yeah, you the, won yeah. against the all the guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was like, because none of the girls wanted to come out, and then Jake was like, jumping the boys. I was like, nah, nah, I'm not going out. I'm not going out. And he's like, go out, Taylor. I was like, oh. and you smoked them. Yeah. But there, there, there was a heap of guys there that wasn't weren't jumping the jumps either. So like, it's not like it's a, a pressure thing that you have to jump all the jumps. There's a lot yeah. of guys that are like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, like, for me, I'll be in that class. I'm not. I'm not confident on a bike. Yeah. I ain't jumping those I think, jumps. I They're big the jumps for a one reason, I think the only reason I would have jumped them is because, like, my brother and all our friends were hitting them and, like, you, you know what they're like, oh, yeah. you, you won't hit that. Like, I'm hitting that. You yeah. know, they're like, they just rub it into you because you're a girl as well. I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, like, you wait till I don't go overseas and I'm hitting every jump. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think it's because of a girl. Imagine them give me shit because I won't jump them. I think yeah. it's just, just mates being mates, just staring yeah, you just up. Staring and, yeah, up. yeah. That's why I was like, I was like, no, guys. Like, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna be smart about this one. I'm not gonna hit the jumps. And then we went out, and they come out to do the race with me because the girls wouldn't race it. And I said to them all on the line, I was like, none of you said to hit any of the jumps. Yeah. Because I didn't want to hit them. Were you smarter than most? If I was in your position, I would be hitting the jumps. I wouldn't be able to help myself. Yeah, I, I wanted to, but I was like, nah, I got too much to lose if I if I like you know make a mistake or something. Yeah. And um, what are your thoughts on this new um, WSX championship, like the World Supercross Championship? Did you watch the first round? And yeah. yeah, what's your thoughts I think, on it? I think it is sick. I think it is so good to see everyone different coming in. Like, yeah. I think it's it's AMA's big. AMA's really big. But I think this world just takes the sport to like this world supercross just takes the sport to that different level. Well, that's what it is. It's yeah, it's a world like it yeah. takes it to all the countries. 100%. You know what I mean? I reckon. I reckon it's so good having that. Well, but if you think about it, you you got the AMA, then you got the Australian Supercross, and yeah. then the only other time is when you do like a Bercy Bercy. Yeah, supercross. like they have one off. Yeah, they have a one off. Yeah. So there's there's only like there's only the Australian Supercross or the, the American Supercross, and other than that, there's there's no other Supercross. So unless they're doing a one off, like um like we said Bercy or something, yeah. like Cardiff wouldn't. When do you reckon Cardiff would have been seen any professional motocross rider out there, you know they, what I mean? They have like <laughs> in in in, in um, the UK they have like a arena cross kind of series yeah, over there. But it's yeah, it's not like it how many people were there? Like forty thousand people or something yeah, on the it was, massive, it was insane. Yeah. It was yeah. huge. And like when like HS, like, you know, my team from over here went over, yeah. I was like, it is so good seeing that. Especially being like, you know, obviously not with like, you know, not over there with them, but a part of their team back here, it's like you know, not only are we cheering for, you know, the guys that live here, but I'm cheering for a team yeah. that I'm under. Like, yeah. when Uribe, like, ran that team as well as, like, Craig Dack and that, I was like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, it is so good to see. Just the Aussie teams on, on a world stage like that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But obviously Australia is involved with the World Supercross, hence why we've got two or three teams. 
two. Two, I think. I think, yeah. I think yeah. it's only yeah. um, the Craig. What are your move. thoughts with obviously AMA coming and telling riders that pretty much if you ride the World Supercross, you're not going to have a deal next year? It wasn't AMA. It was the yeah, teams. It was yeah, but it's yeah. the teams. But AMA would be putting the pressure on them because they're saying that what Honda came out and said is we support the AMA and we don't want our riders... Yeah, we support the people who support us. That's what Exactly, which yeah. would have been AMA going, hey, listen, yeah. you need to start cracking down your riders. I did think that, like, when this first got announced, when they were announcing their scenarios, how they give teams a certain amount of money, blah, blah, blah. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, the factory teams probably won't let their riders go. And then now yeah. it's come to play that I they think, haven't. Like, I think there's definitely situations that are, sh- like, you know... That shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I think it was Ken Roxon. Yeah. yeah. Ken Roxon. Like, yeah. that, that situation. Well, he lost his yeah. ride over it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, like, you know, it's a – I don't understand why, you know, it's one, getting a name bigger. Like yeah. as As big as his name already is, but it's a whole different outlook. You have AMA, then you have a world with everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah, I just think. Well, they told they yeah they told Rox and it's one or the other. Yeah, well, that's HRC, and that's why you see we posted something today that Colt Nichols has got his right. But I don't understand like the World Supercross aren't run by idiots. You got Adam Bailey's a part of it from Australia. They've obviously made it in a section where they want the best riders in the world to start racing this World Supercross. I don't see them going, right, you know what, we now have the same rounds when AMA's got the rounds because then you're competing against, like, people want to go to AMA. Technically, the way, like, I look at it is it's the off-season for America as well. Like, you know, Supercross is done, Motocross is done. What else is there? So you may as well put them on a World Supercross, keep the gate jobs going, keep them going so that when Supercross comes around for next year, they're ready. And And a lot of of riders only want to do Supercross. Like, a heap of them for years have only had Supercross-only contracts. So... This allows them to race all year as if they were doing the Supercross and Motocross, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do the American Supercross, and then when that finishes, do the um, World Supercross. Yeah, but I, I, like, like I said to you, I don't understand because it's they're not trying to compete against AMA. It's not no, like... Yeah, they're, they're, they're not putting have, them on yeah, the same it's day. It's completely different. We don't have World Supercross round one, 17th of Jan, when they have A1. Because I can guarantee you, no riders showing up to... World Supercross because everyone knows AMA Anaheim One is one of the biggest yeah, brands. Exactly, like as yeah. as little as um like you know well not like it's completely different story but you know Queensland and New South Wales don't put their titles on the same day for a reason. Yeah, it's the same as you know Worlds and AMA they don't have them on for a reason. They're not competing against each other. Yeah, they're just putting in on like a whole another si- like a whole another series for us, which is good. But it's no different to before. Let's take out the World Supercross out of this equation. They they don't exist. How many riders were coming down to Australia to race the Australian Supercross? Yeah, heaps of Americans yeah, heaps. and stuff. You had Anderson, you had all these people race before COVID and everything, and AMA and no one said anything about it. Yeah, because so like it was just a one-off thing. Well, they let no one said anything about Tomac going over and doing that round. Oh, is Motocross and Supercross champ? I don't think they get a say in it. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> 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 Number one, that you want him out there as much as possible on the Star Yamaha bike there. Yeah. But... Yeah. um. Yeah, no, nah, it's good to see. Hopefully, like, obviously, this is only a pilot season and they're just yeah. kind of testing the waters. But I hope it grows and, um, you know, you get to see a lot of them riders come to Oz, which you never do, especially if, say, if next year if it grows even bigger and then... You get more. Yeah, they got, say, five of the best riders from overseas over here with mixed with some European lads, mixed with some Australian lads. Like yeah, 100%. Like, you look at, um, I think it was, like, Aaron Tanny. Yeah. Went and put in, I don't know what he got, was it fifth? I think it was. Yeah, I yeah. think he got yeah. fifth. Yeah. Like, for an Australian, 
you know, and our Australian series is nowhere near as big as the AMA. Nah, but yeah. You look at that and you're like, well, you know, if we had a series that big, you think how fast he would actually be? Yeah. Like, same as Matt Moss, like, you know, puts in the second fast slap time as much as he crashed. But yeah. his times are there. They're like the boy, our Australian boys, like their times are there. It's just we don't have as big of, like, you know, a platform for a him platform to race, yeah. 100%. And it's hard, yeah, because our series is usually, our Australian Supercross series is usually pretty short. Yeah, and like same thing as you with your motocross series. If they get hurt in the first round and they can't showcase their skills, exactly. if they wanted to go to America, they can't get there because if they crash in the first round, they can't it's show their skills. Yeah. Well, you look at Cloudy. I think in qualifying, I think he was the third fastest after Tomac and um, Roxon. Like he was, he was up there. He was fast, and then yeah. didn't he crash? I think yeah, yeah he, he crashed. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's but right. same thing. Like Australians at um, Supercross levels always been at kind of a top notch. Like when they go to America, like when Cloudy went a few years ago when he was on your Reeves team, Honda, yeah, yeah. he he got top five in the championship. Yeah, he, didn't he, 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 he was killing it. it over yeah. there. But yeah, no, it's it's good to see that they they are getting up. And there. then hopefully, if you know AMA and this World Supercross, you know, Comes mend their relationship, yeah. you know, ride yeah, Australian riders, yeah, Australian riders can have rides in both. Hopefully, yeah. you know, like the AMA and the World Supercross. It's, uh, it's something we definitely, like, it's something, mo- like, Supercross definitely needs. Yeah, and Supercross is where all the fans go because it's easy to watch. Yeah, you can it's sell right it, there. You, you can, can sell s- out a whole yep. stadium, you know. Like 100%. Go, you go watch a motocross race and, you know, cost less to get in. It costs, like, 20 bucks or something to get in, but it's so hard, hard to, to watch. watch. Yeah. Yeah. And a stadium environment so much fun. You take the family, you know, you eat your hot dogs yeah. and watch. It's, Every- it's everybody loves it. Yeah. Well, yes. it's good to see that there is a couple of stadium supercrosses here in Australia this year because normally it's just a once-off kind of thing. Or you got like even though Jimboomba Supercross was good, like it's st- it's a completely di- different atmosphere in an actual stadium. Like you get yeah. the, you get the echo, you get the roar, you hear the bikes. Yeah, when the Oz Supercross was on in Melbourne last time, that was massive. Yeah, and then same as when Stadium's it was in Sydney. Stadiums completely different. Yeah. yeah, everything. I feel like everything's just bigger than what it actually is. Yeah. Well, they're just growing on what they made. Like, that Oz Open has been a success every year it's yeah. been on. Like, it's – I went to the very, very first one and it, it was, was unreal sick, yeah, to watch. it was yeah. so good. Yeah, it's – it's stadiums are good. I like, like, I went and watched the Jim Boomba Supercross when it was really wet. Yeah. And, like, as good as it was because, like, you know, it's good to watch but yeah. I feel like in a stadium it'd be completely yeah, It's different. just the atmosphere, especially yeah. if it's sold out or near sold out. Uh, that um, Jim Boomba Stadium Cross too, um, it's – They've only got a certain amount of section where they can house the parking and everything like that. So the tracks are a lot smaller because they have to try and fit everything in. Where the stadium, they've got the parking, they've got everything there, and they've got the massive stadium floor, so they like can make the track as big as possible. Exactly, and like when you're walking around, like it just seems so much better. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely better when it's in a stadium, and it's actually good to see how many stadiums are actually getting this year. Yeah, and then same thing if they if they eventually do do a um, women's only supercross. Um, class like it'll be massive like that yeah. many eyes I'll, like I will definitely do it if yeah. it, if if it, it actually up, happens yeah. I wouldn't say no yeah but see the, the, the issue is well the world supercross would be ideal for it because as you know there's not a massive crop in every country of top top level yeah but chicks. Like so if you get in the world supercross just pick the all the top chicks out of the say the, the GPs or something yeah like yeah. you know we've got like Jordan Jarvis yeah. over in America like she competed in one of the AMAs I'm pretty sure yeah. so like yeah. you know that's a girl that's 
would obviously be looking forward to doing it. You've got, you know, Jordan Jarvis. Yeah. I, I'm, I'd say me and Charlie do it. Yeah. I reckon Dickie Golding Thompson. would do it, bro. Have you, yeah, have you seen yeah, her yeah. X Fighters and stuff? I think like, she oh would do goodness. it. Like, you'd be surprised how many people you'd get in a World, world Supercross. Like, yeah. an Australian Supercross, we wouldn't get many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worlds, but I reckon we'd get but a big See, the group. issue with the Australian Supercross, and like we used to say, is when we used to ride, they used to, in Queensland itself, there used to be at least three stadium crosses a year, every year. Yeah. Yeah. And which introduce you into Supercross, the rhythms and everything like that. Now you'd struggle to see one stadium cross a year in Queensland. They just disappeared. Like, they, we need to bring back the stadium crosses because that's going to help you build into a Supercross because obviously motocross is a lot different to Supercross with timing and yeah, 100%. the corners and everything like that. So that's why I reckon they need to bring back them stadium crosses. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, we have, um, I think it was Arena Cross this year. Yeah. Arena Cross, but like... But it was only that, in Vic it was, too. Yeah, it was, it was only... Like down there, like we had none up here, and yeah. I wasn't willing to travel. Yeah. Like you know, that's even with the Australian Supercross. All of them are either in Vic or New South Wales. There's no Queensland rounds. Yeah, pretty much. Are we, I don't think. Like, do we really have anything up here? No. no. Well, um, you know, that ANZ Stadium or Mount Cravat, where they were used to hold those Super Xs. Yeah, that, the that Brisbane was a, one. Yeah, yeah, that was a perfect stadium to hold it. Though, yeah, bro. when Reedy was running. Yeah, that, yeah. That, there were six. We got to watch them over there. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, there's definitely things that they can do. And there's, an, and there's enough people still in the sport that would still do it. Like, I speak to a lot of the older guys that used to race the stadium crosses, and they said, oh, if, if they came back, they would come out and race one because there was so much fun. You could actually... Yeah, like, it's fun. It's not... It's, like, as much as it's really serious, but it's also fun. Like, it's a good atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Talk, talking, good. like, obviously, you said you're young and there's the older girls that um, are leaving the sport. As bad as it sounds or the, the way we word it is... Are you looking for your future ready outside the sport? Because obviously it's such a high-demanding sport. You can't do it forever because it just takes yeah. a toll on your body. Are you looking at doing something after the sport or are you not really thinking about that yet? Um, look, obviously, like, for now, um, I guess I'm not really thinking about the after as much as I should. No, nah, it's a good just, way to do it because it puts all your yeah, eggs I just, into that Yeah, I just want to focus as much as I can on doing what I want to do because, like, if I quit not getting what I knew I could like yeah. I would never I would never look like I'd never look at myself the same really yeah, yeah well, anyone that's so successful in any kind of sport has that same attitude they like yeah to tell you the truth it's all like think about I, all I really want. don't like I could not see myself doing anything else like and especially at your age it'd be different if say you were 30 or something yeah like my life's like motocross like yeah. it's you know and like even now like when I hang out and friends and stuff like I hang out with motocross friends like yeah. I don't really socialize with anybody outside of motocross because yeah. Like I do, I do. Don't get me wrong, but not as much. Like I don't enjoy it because well, it's I your like world and you like to talk like, about it. Yeah, I like going training. I like doing all that. Whereas, so I guess at this age now, I'm not really thinking about my after. But if I was to do anything, I think the only other thing I could see myself doing is personal training. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Like, I love gym. Like I sometimes it's really hard for me to get motiv- like motivated for it. Don't get me wrong. I think a lot of athletes go through it. Yeah. Um, especially at the age I'm at. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just like kind of just like go with the flow, but I think that when I get a bit older and I kind of not necessarily forget about motocross, but look more into my outside things. I want to do personal training. Like I think it was like three years ago when I was doing homeschooling. Um, 
I was like doing a personal training course. But, like it was so hard doing Both. school, yeah. personal training, motocross, you know, my gym myself. Like yeah. it was all too hard. So I had to put like mum pulled me out of it. But I think if there was anything I would do after motocross, if it never worked out, would probably be personal training. I'm not saying not worked out, but you you look at like yeah, someone yeah, like, like Toddy. After. Yeah, like yeah, Toddy yeah. and Gibbsy, right? Gibbsy's got his um, recovery centres and Toddy's starting his own gear brand. I'm not... I'm talking because like, obviously we talk talk about this a lot where guys come to the end of their careers and then just go, well, what do I do now? Like it's yeah. like not saying that anything's the bad, bad about it yeah, that yeah, happens yeah, to yeah. you. It's yeah, just nah, like kind of like because like we got we got mates that are pro pro athletes and they come to the end of their careers and they just don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, I think like. Like after motocross, I always want to be around motocross. That's no what I was going to say. You, you're only 18. You don't know where it's going to take yeah, you. But I, I always I'm sure if you sport. make a big name for yourself, which you already are in this kind of industry, you'll have a job in this industry yeah, for Yeah, I reckon – like I, I think I, like 100% I want to stick to my like coaching. Yeah. Like, you know, doing – kind of doing what Taylor does in a way. But because Taylor, Taylor promotes it and then – Benny Shadell comes in and coaches it, but I want to do it myself. Yeah. I want to do the coaching. I want to promote the girls and I want to do the giveaways. Like, I want to have enough people around me to help me do that. Yeah, well, you so get into the stage where you're pretty much already at the stage where you are. You've got a big enough following. Obviously, yeah, you've yeah. got the skill level, but it's hard to do that when you're concentrating on trying to make 100%. a career for like, yourself at the moment. I, like, I do have the time, but I, I want to put the time into me for now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, which you I'm should. I'm at that age. Which you should, should because you're just coming into the primary career yeah, where exactly. all these opportunities are d- going to start flooding in. So yeah, you've got to take advantage of them before you start thinking about something else. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I reckon personal training or, like, coaching little kids or, like, as hard as it is, like, even running my own race team. Yeah, I that's what I was about to say. I could see you running an all-girls yeah. race team. 100%. If, like, if there manager, was anything yeah. I could do, that would do it. Like, yeah. That will top my career off. Like, yeah. if I say, say for example, I go and win as many worlds as I can, put in all the time and effort I can and get what I want, and then once I call it quits, like, I'd be like, all right, I want an all-girls race team. Pick, you know. And I wouldn't even, like, as much as I would want to pick the best of the best girls, I, you know, I'd pick one of the best girls. I'd pick Someone a girl to give that's an opportunity there, to. Yeah. but obviously doesn't have the right support behind her just to push her that little bit further so she's got the right people behind her and she can make it to where I made it. Because I, I look at myself now and how far I've come in the past two years and, like, me sitting back two years ago, I would not expect me to be sitting here, you know, with a factory shirt on. Yeah. Under a fa- like, with a factory team, having different offers come at me. Yeah, like, well, one, like, you have made the opportunity for yourself, like, the skill that you and kind of Charlie got and the other chicks at the top. But, two, there's... um. Like the teams are more interested now in signing you because of that. Yeah, like he's exactly. A, he's a brought this opportunity um, like up to yourself because of how good you are actually um, going and how much effort you are putting into the sport. So it makes all these teams and sponsors want to put it back into you. But yeah. it's not even that. We were talking about beforehand like people that had really good speed that just never made anything of themselves. It I think it comes back to even if you're not the fast, fastest, I reckon if you've got the, attitude, the right attitude – Teams will still still sign 100%. you, and I think that's what makes you and Charlie so good. You got the attitude you want to succeed, and you you got the attitude that you want to win and succeed. You don't have oh well, it is what it is. We're just chicks, kind of thing. Yeah, like even like you know, um, like even after such you know, you, you know you'd say for me a horrible year, I didn't put in really any results for myself that I would have hoped, but I still had offers there for me. Not only because of you know my talent that everybody knows of, but more like how, how I act, you know, off, like on the track, um, yeah. off the track. Like I'm not – I don't come across rude. I Like I speak to anybody who comes up and speaks to me. 
Like everybody compliments the way I am as a writer, which is a good thing. Yep. Yeah. You know, some people see it differently, but that's obviously because, you know, they don't they obviously don't know me yet. Yeah. But you know, sponsors that I talk to, um, there's so many different people that say to like mum and dad, like, your daughter's such a like a good talker. She Yeah, well we, 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 we yourself, were yeah. we were talking about that before we started this uh, how good you talk and obviously you've been brought up right and yeah, the 100%. way you even asked us like oh are we taking photos or doing videos i've got to wear my team shirt when yeah, i do stuff I, like that yeah, like well, you're really professional and you're really a sponsor's dream probably to yeah um, there's no sponsor. way i'd like you know put a sponsor in a wrong like in a wrong position like yeah. so like, obviously in the contract like you know my contract not speaking a part on it but yeah it's a part it's you know we have to wear team shirts and media yeah. things and stuff so if i'm doing a media thing i want to know if i have to wear my shirt yeah, so yeah, i yeah. don't do anything wrong by my contract but that's n- that's not on you that's just on stupid boys because we'll just rock up to an interview or whatever and we'll, yes. we won't even think oh. about it and next minute we're wearing a, a a Suzuki shirt or something, and yeah. they'd be like, "What are you wearing that for, bro?" Yeah. I don't know. That's just what was in the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah it was pulled out and chucked it on. Yeah. So that's in there. It's just pretty much for us stupid males that don't know really what's going on most of the time. So yeah, I've got. I mean, like you know, sometimes I do get lazy, but I've got mum on my back all the time. Like, yeah. make sure you've got this. <laughs> make sure you do this. Like, she's sitting in here now, probably smiling, <laughs> but she always makes sure that like I have everything on a race day. So like. Like even like even just the simple stuff like do you have electrical tape for your knee braces like she's yeah. always on to me so it kind of like you know at home I'm a bit no yeah whatever but yeah. the moment we come to racing like racing stuff and she's always on to me and I'm like okay you know what, I'm I'm glad you told me that because I wouldn't have remembered it if you didn't yeah so, so it's good to have mum there. <laughs> what would you normally do after the season like if you're obviously not going to New Zealand what would you normally do after the season? Um, probably hang out with my friends. Uh, go to the beach. I yeah. love the beach. <laughs> yeah. Um still ride for fun like i can't like everybody says like take three weeks off i can't yeah. like i i get the itch like i i'm like no i have nothing else to do just well, get me on the bike you've done it your whole life yeah. every weekend <laughs> like I, I can't much see myself life. doing anything else like obvious yeah i don't i honestly don't really know like that area 51 was fun because it wasn't racing but like but you're still on the bike back, and it's yeah. just the environment yeah like yeah. it was yeah it was such a good like atmosphere everybody there was really funny like it was yeah. good so i feel like yeah other than that like when i don't race i honestly don't know what else i do yeah well, it's good it's that hard. there is a lot of things like Area 51 or whether it's something else, that there's fun events you can do just to go to and have fun and not worry about the results and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like that beer relay and stuff. Like, there were so many things that were just so funny that <laughs> yeah. I could never see. <laughs> I was like, this is wild, but it was so good. I know, I'd tell everyone about it and... You can't get the gist of it just by telling someone. No, even no. watching it on a video, everybody, you can't get the gist no, of it. Everybody, like, I had to my mates, like Riley and Jai, like, Area 51's sick. You got to come. You got to come. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, like, whatever. And then it wasn't until I got there, and like, I think it was a, like, even the Friday night when nothing was happening, I was like, okay, maybe they're right. Maybe this thing is going to be big. And then Saturday night, it went off, and I was like, yeah. oh my God, I'm glad I came now. I was the same because I kind of, it's, I knew it was on, but. October long weekend just coming out of the blue and I'm like, oh, is it this weekend? And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go. I'm like, nah, I'll go. And it was the best decision I made. Yeah, same. Like, it was – I was, like, tossing and turning it for, like, two weeks. Like, it, like the last night of that, the entries for it, like, I was sitting on the couch with, like, mum, dad, you know, my brother and my brother's girlfriend. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't need to go. I don't need to go. And they're like, no, nah, you got to do it. And I was like – Okay, I got to do it, and I booked like, and then when I nominated and went there, I was like, "That is the best thing I can ever Yeah, and every <laughs> and the th- funny thing is, every time someone goes there, afterwards they're like, 
the next Area 51, I'm coming so much more prepared. Yeah. I'm going to be yeah. training for this. I'm going to be doing this. Same. And it, like I said, because I, I went to the first one, but I didn't, we didn't be a, part of, be a part of it. But I was like, man, you need to come to this thing. This was sick. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get it. And he's like, I told him to get his 110 ready and then things happened. But now he's like, man, this 110's going to get ready and I'm going to be training for it. Yeah. I, I, know when yeah. the, I know when this 110 race and he's telling me, oh, you, bro, you should see how good I am on the 110. That so. was like, like after the 110 races, like I'm horrible on 110s. I hate them only because like I ride it like a proper bike. Like yeah. like, you know how the boys just throw it around? I can't. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm a girl. I can't do that. And like even after the thing, I was like, I'm buying a 110. So yeah. I've got to buy Everyone one. Everyone does, yeah. It's Everyone's like, 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 I'm going to – we had a mate who come with us who had a bit of an older one. Yeah. It was a couple of years old. and A um, couple of years old? It's nah, all, the, all the days. I think it's like, oh yeah, it's probably like seven, eight years old. <laughs> but uh, he's like, I'm going to get a fresh 110 for the yeah. next one, like straight away. He's yeah, like, like my you go there and you shit. see all the 110s that are just blinged up. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, what? That's him. That's him. Is That's that his 110, yeah. yeah. Mine's like a 10 grand 110. Oh. He wanted to <laughs> he's got this 110 and he's wanted to spend a thousand to two thousand dollars on it maximum. And what, what's the total bill? Five oh, and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's then, after. But I've they're so sick. The like if I if I had the money like in my hand, I'd do it. Yeah, percent. Yeah, it's easy to get carried away, and it's just one of them things you can have fun, and just relax. Yeah, and they're, not like they're just fun. About, like like you know, it doesn't matter if you're better than anyone else. It's just about having a fat old time. Like half yeah. the people there are uh, BMX riders that are at. Yeah, yeah. So like Harley and yeah. all them boys that were yeah. on the one tens, like you know, and got it just like, brings the out. Room. It just brings out a like a scene you never even knew existed yeah like there was so many people that like i never thought would actually like yeah like they just put, they just put the big bikes on to fill time pretty much up yeah there. And like the moment the, the 110s were on it was wild yeah, yeah. Like the 110s is like the main yeah but main like thing. the like the big bikes was like good to watch there was like as wrong as this is say there was so many crashes well that's what i said there to jake heaps. i'm like bro you need to screen these people a little bit better like first Two laps of everyone going out there jumping the jump, so I can half of them crash. Yeah. yeah, that was like like our best, like one of my brothers, like me and my brother's best mate Noah. He like come out there. He was on the big bike on the one two five. Yeah, I can't believe he was jumping there. Yeah, on the one two five, and we we're like we we're all sitting there, and we we're like, oh, this guy's gonna be wild. Like Noah, like just. But chill he's, out. he sent him straight he away. He sent him, and then just had a big one on that um like the a step big, where yeah, everybody was standing. I was like, oh my god, ha-, as if he's going down already. And then it was like four laps later, he goes down on the other jump. I was like, just settle down, <laughs> bro, like just chill. <laughs> Yeah, we, I can't believe he hit that jump. Like, he hit it on, like, sep, second He'll lap. He'll hit anything. He'd done the step up and then he just pinned it. And I thought he went, because, you know, one to five is a tapped out when they're jumping them jumps. I thought he must have went way long and crashed. But yeah, yeah he, he just he landed, knuckled like, it and right then on that side. So- but they landed on the sides where they were soft. Yeah. If he landed in the middle, he would have had that been perfect. Fine. Yeah. But they're, yeah. they're not small jumps either, though. No, like they're for jumps. Anyone that hasn't seen the videos of being out there, they're massive jumps. Yeah, and they're way bigger in real life. Yeah, than they are in the videos don't video. do justice on how big they actually are. Yeah. But, but now nah, we're looking forward to the next one. I'm yeah, pretty I'll sure. Yeah, I'll bring the big bike to the next one, I reckon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's usually in April or something. So Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're looking forward to I that. I don't know how many he's going to do next year, but he's done two this year. So hopefully Jake puts another two on next year. Yeah, well, they're getting bigger and bigger every time. So, um, right, I will. Wrap this up in a minute, but um, what's your so what's your goals for next year, and what's your plans for next year? Um, if you like, if you can't announce them, don't. But no, no. Um, obviously, like, there's definitely changes. I'm not going to lie on a podcast. There's yep. changes happening. Um, but in saying that, my goals are still the same. Yeah. Um, I want to stay healthy. Uh, I guess I don't know. There's there's so many little things I want to put in picture, but 
yeah, like I said, change is happening. Um, I want to stay healthy. I don't want any injuries again. Yeah. Um, and I want to be able to actually showcase my talent rather than, you know, being on the sideline for half the rounds. Yeah. And hopefully if I can put it on the box and, you know, put all my effort in and take out the championship, I'll be stoked. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest goal for that to happen is for me to stay healthy. Yeah. Like, you know, I look at the last round, I was so unfit. I was not ready for it and I still got to lead those five laps. Yeah. So I think if I'm healthy, if I get the, like, right preseason in, you know, changes – I think I'll be right. I've just got to. I got to play it smart this year. Yeah. Well, well, next year, sorry. Well, hopefully you do, and hopefully you get the results you're after, and then who knows what opportunities will fall in your lap if all yeah. that happens. Yeah, hundred percent. Like no matter where I am, my goals will stay the same. Yeah, for sure. We'll There's definitely be definitely be following you next year, making yeah, sure. Thanks. Putting yeah, the pressure on. Be like <laughs> you said it on the podcast. You said you got it on the box, so you yeah, have to get no, up there. No, I, that's that's my goal. If if I can put it on the like put it on the box every round, I'll be happy. But if I can win the championship, that'll be that'll yeah. be you know my first big goal ticked off straight away. Yeah, well, so. yeah, we hope we hope you kill it next year, and we appreciate you coming in. Yeah, no, thanks heaps for having me. I appreciate it. No worries. Thank you very much. Just a regular everyday normal motherfucker. I told you in the first song, I'll tell you in another. I'm just a regular.